of all, we don't want to walk into the house of the God with, with our mind and just us thinking about other things right now. I want you to focus on the Lord. Come on, some of you guys came in here for a healing. Some of you guys came in here for a touch of God. I don't know about you, but I want that myself. Come on. We worship you, Lord. Oh, come on, people of God. Prepare your hearts for worship. Prepare your hearts for worship today. Oh. word before we start worshiping right now that without faith it's impossible to please God and without faith in this place it's impossible for you guys to receive anything from the Lord you will not receive anything here today without faith faith is saying I can't do it faith is saying I trust in you God you can The Bible says you have not because you ask not. Right now in this place, let's ask God right now for faith. All across this room, come on. It's not weird. It's, not, it's normal, guys. It's, it's a prayer that a man prayed when he was with Jesus. Lord, help me with my lack of faith. Father, we ask that you build the faith in this place before we even move, God, in this healing and deliverance service. God, we ask for faith in this place. We ask for faith in this place. Oh, we sing it out today. Bible college that we still sing and talks about that we have the victory in Jesus Christ. Come on. It goes like this. Well, I got, got the victory. I got the sweet, sweet victory in Jesus. Well, I got, got the victory. I got the sweet, sweet victory in Jesus. Well, I got, got the victory. I got the sweet, sweet Come on, sing it out. Oh, well, I got, got the victory. I got the sweet. Come on, let's keep on singing. I got, well, I got, got the victory. I got the sweet, sweet victory in Jesus. Well, I got, got the victory. I got the sweet, sweet. Come on, let's sing it. Oh, well, I got, got the victory. I got the sweet, sweet. Oh, well, I got, got the Sing, forget about me, forget about me, Lord. With my mind, I came to place to get all behind. I believe in you, cause your choice is mine. Fight through praise, fight through praise, forget about me, Lord. With my mind, I came to place to get all behind. I believe in you. Fight through sing, I got. Oh, well, Victory, I got the sweet, sweet. 
and victory I got the sword. I want everybody in this room to do it like this. Well, when I got, got the victory, I got the sweet, sweet victory in Jesus. Come on. Well, I got, got the victory, I got the sweet, sweet Oh, well, I got, got the victory, I got the sweet, sweet victory in Jesus. Oh, well, I got, got the victory, I got the sweet, go sing, forget, forget about me, Lord, in my mind, I came to praise, leave it all behind, I believe in you, cause the choice is mine, fight through praise, fight through praise, forget about me, Lord, in my mind, I came to praise, leave it all behind, I believe in you, cause the choice is mine, fight through praise, one more time. Forget about me, Lord, in my mind I came to praise and get all behind I believe in you, cause your choice is mine Come on, I want you guys to look at these words right now Look at these words right now Forget about me, Lord, clear my mind I came to praise, leave it all behind Cause I believe in you, cause your choice is mine Fight through praise, fight through praise Come on Come on, one thing right now one thing right now in this place, you guys got to fight for your miracle. You guys got to fight for it. There is no this, oh, I'm just going to come and I'm just going to get touched by God. And that's how God works. God is moved by faith in this place. You move the hand of God by faith. You will receive it by faith. And some of us, we come with this notion, this is just church. If God's going to heal me, he's going to do it. Let me tell you what, that is not what the Bible says. You have not because you ask not. Receive it today in faith. This song is talking about that I got the victory. I don't know about you, but there have been some things in my life that have caused me to, whoa, God, what's going on? But when I sing a song like this, Lord, forget about me. Lord, clear my mind. Lord, I came to praise, leave it all behind. Yes, I believe in you because the choice is mine. I'm going to fight through praise. I want you guys, if you have faith to leave your seat, come up to these altars. We're going to sing this song once more. Come take that step of faith. Oh, we take the step of faith. We believe in you, God. It's just not a normal service today. Oh, we need you, Lord. Oh, sing, forget. Forget about me, Lord. Clear my mind. I came to praise. Leave it all behind. I believe in you because the choice is mine. Fight through praise. Fight. Come on, let me hear Forget about me. I came to praise. Leave it all behind. I believe in you. Come on, right now. Leave it all behind. Fight through praise. Fight. Come on, see. Forget about me.
close your eyes with me. Some of you guys are not getting it. Some of you guys are letting your miracle, your healing, what you came for, just slip you right on by. Because you're just offended in the mind right now of not worshiping in spirit and in truth, worshiping him in abandonment. God doesn't work the same way you work. He's not going to do it on your terms. And you need to understand it's on his terms. It's on his terms. It's surrendering of self and saying, God, I don't even know what I'm doing, but I trust you. God, I'm going to worship you right now because that's the only thing I have left. Some of you guys need to see worship as your only option left. You've already tried worrying about it. You've already tried fixing it yourself, and it keeps on getting worse. You go to the doctors, there's no hope. You go talk to people to see if they give you good advice. It's, it's not working. Jesus is, is your only hope right now. Give us a fresh fire in this place. Fresh fire in this place. Ooh. And fresh fire here, prayer. Fresh fire. See how safe, fresh today, a fresh anointing, oh, not the old stuff, oh, put new oil in our lamps, oh God, fresh oil in our lamps, oh God, between the porch and altar, oh, here we are, here we are, here we are
voices in the piano. Come on, let's sing it out. Your times tonight. Jesus, today, God, we ask that fresh fire to burn inside of our lives. Lord, we pray for every person that came to this meeting expecting a miracle, that your fire, God, will burn within us, that we will feel your presence. God, not just give us emotional feelings, but God, we will feel your presence. Heal us, set us free, break addictions, do what only you can do, God. In the precious name of Jesus, if you believe it, can you say amen and bless him tonight? Hallelujah. Amen. Slap somebody high five and say, Jesus is in this place. Come on, you may begin to find your way back to your seat if you can. Jesus is here today. I'm going to ask that Leilani would just stay and keep playing. I want to welcome you to our miracle service tonight. Just turn me down just a little bit, brother. How many believe that Jesus can do miracles? Amen. You're going to see some miracles tonight. I want you to open up your Bibles with me to Mark chapter 5. We believe in a God that does miracles. We don't want this to feel like just an ordinary service. We want to have an extraordinary service tonight. I'm not relying upon my natural ability. Any pastor can get up and be trained on how to speak and how to write and how to shake hands, but only God can do miracles. Only God can tell you what's going on in your life today. Only God can heal your body. Only God. Can you say only God? I'm so glad that you're here. Come on, Mark chapter 5. I want to talk to you today about this picture you see up here, the woman with the issue of blood. Look at Mark chapter 5, looking at verse 24. It says, so Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. How long was she bleeding for? Thank you, 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his clothes. I will be healed because she thought in her heart, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Verse 29, immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. Somebody say immediately. Come on, I believe in a God that can still do things immediately. She said, if I can just touch his clothes, I will be healed and immediately the bleeding stopped. Verse 30. At once, Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, Who has touched my clothes? You see the people crowding around you, his disciples answered. And yet you can ask, Who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. 
And in verse 34, he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. What healed her that day, my friends? Come on, somebody say, Your faith can bring you a miracle. You got to believe that. Say, My faith can bring me a miracle. Thank you, daughter. Your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. I want you to look up at me just for the next few moments because we're going to hear this story come alive and then we're going to pray. And my only hope today is that you and I can have faith for a miracle, that we can believe today that God is still God and that he can still keep his word, that lives can get changed in a moment. What doctors couldn't do in years, what counseling couldn't do, what therapy couldn't do, Jesus can do tonight. What you hear about this story is a woman, she had a bleeding this was a menstrual cycle, a personal problem that she had that never stopped. It never got better. And because of that, she then became labeled unclean by the society that she lived in. In a time where they didn't understand medicine very well, when people had major issues like this, they thought that they could be very contagious because of the blood that kept coming out of them. So these people would be labeled unclean when they had blood that would come anywhere out of their body, let alone this personal area of of a woman and they were told to be in a private place and anytime they came into public they were supposed to yell out I'm unclean I'm unclean get away from me so that people would not catch that disease it was the ancient world's way of quarantining these people keeping them away from passing their disease this woman was subject to it for 12 years Think about some of the things you've faced in life. How many years have you been facing them? Some men here today may be struggling with pornography. When did it start? How old were you? 11 years old? 12 years old? You found it in, in your dad's bedroom? You've been dealing it with, with it with years, for years. Some are in here today dealing with depression. You, you remember what it was like when you were a child and people picked on you and, and you didn't love yourself anymore and you couldn't believe what your parents were telling you. And if I asked you right now, how long has it been? How long have you been struggling with depression? You could give me the years you've been struggling with it. Others of you, you're just starting your journey of suffering. Maybe you were just told you have cancer. Maybe you were just told that your little child has a sickness and it's starting to break your heart today. This woman was dealing with the sickness for 12 years, and not only did it affect her body, it affected the way people looked at her. Sometimes our sicknesses have people treat us differently. We, we, we try to hide it. We do the best that we can so that nobody will see our problems. Maybe you've been dealing with anger for years, and you try to work on your temper. But, Mom, once you get mad, the whole family knows that you have a temper problem. And no matter how hard you've tried to deal with it, they know that when you get mad, you will curse and swear. And it affects the way your children look at you. Maybe, maybe sir, you're here today, and you've struggled with adultery. And you've already had to confess to your wife that you've cheated on her once and you know she can't look at you the same since that day. We have sicknesses in our life like this woman and it affects the people around us. And no matter how hard we try to hide it, they still can see past our mask that we wear. But this woman was different. 
She wanted to get better. So you know what the Bible says? She spent all the money she had to go to doctors to get better. Because you know what? That's the best way to do it. If you're sick, you go to the doctor. And for some of us, we've, we've, we've done the best that we know how. Maybe you've gone to marriage counseling. Maybe, maybe you've gone to a clinic. Maybe you've gone to therapy. Maybe you're taking the medication right now. Maybe you're following the best advice that was given to you. But I don't know if there's anybody here that can relate. But this woman did it for 12 years, and yet she wasn't getting better. She was only getting worse. And no matter how many times she said, I'm going to find a doctor, and, and this doctor's going to help me. She would spend her money and her hopes would get crushed because it wouldn't go away. And I look at people in this room and even at times in my own life where I've tried everything to try to get better. I've tried everything to try to get the sickness out of my life. I've tried everything to get the bad habits out of my life. And yet I still get worse. I remember being an 18-year-old kid on drugs, and I remember saying to my friends, well, you know what? I'm just going to stop doing cocaine. I'll just do marijuana. But no matter what I tried to do to fix my life, it didn't get better. It only got worse. But you hear about this woman in verse 27 that she did, hopefully what some of you are going to do today. It says she heard about Jesus. You see, today you've got to understand you've tried everything, but have you tried Jesus? Jesus is the only answer, my friends. I don't care today what you're facing, how big of a problem you may have. It doesn't matter if somebody confesses here, I have AIDS. There's somebody in my Bible college class that God healed of AIDS. I have heard miracles, my friend, from head to toe, from disease to addiction. I want to tell you that they all have one thing in common. They tried what the world had, and it didn't get any better but worse. But when they tried Jesus, something happened. It says that she heard about Jesus. You know what that tells me is that people had to be talking about Jesus. And so you can kind of imagine that this woman, is she's in her house. She's living this unclean life where she can't go out in public. And maybe one of her friends comes over and says, Have you heard about Jesus? And she says, no, I've been in the house all day. I haven't heard. And they said, oh, well, you got, you got to listen to me. There's this man named Jesus. He feeds 5,000 just with two fishes and five loaves. You've got to meet this Jesus. You can imagine that maybe when she finally got out of her house and she was by the watering well getting some water, she might have heard some travelers talking saying, did, did you hear about this man named Jesus who raised the dead? Did you hear about him? And she might have been, been able to overhear, to eavesdrop, and to hear about this Jesus who was doing miracles just by hearing what strangers are saying. Do you know that there should always be a church, whether you're at work or in your house, that's always talking about what Jesus is doing? There should always be an opportunity for people in our lives to hear about what Jesus is doing. So before we get to the end of this service and miracles start happening, I just want to know, will you make an agreement with me before God that what you see here, you're going to go spread around and tell others so that people who are hurting can hear about Jesus. They can hear about Jesus. This woman had been bleeding for 12 years. She lost all hope, but she heard about Jesus. I'm reminded of my friend 
who was on drugs. He was living on the streets, and he had been, you know, doing everything he could to get more money, to hustle, to, to do his drugs. He had a child that was invalid, and he would even go to the mother's house and say, will you let me take the child out for a walk around the neighborhood? And he would then park himself with the child in a wheelchair, and he would hustle to the passerbyers on the street, and he would say, if you give me some money, I got to get medicine for my invalid child. And he would take that very money and spend it on drugs. But one day he heard about Jesus and a preacher was preaching and he gave his life to Jesus and he got off drugs and that man today is a preacher. You know why? Because when he was on those street corners, somebody told him about Jesus. This woman heard about Jesus and you know what she said? She said, if I can get behind him and just touch him, if I can just touch him, I know I'll be healed. If he's everything he's cracked up to be, if he's everything that people are saying that he is, if he's really this miracle worker, if he's really this son of God, if he can really feed the 5,000, I don't need to do much. I won't have to beg and plead. I bet she said in herself, I won't have to impress him. He won't even need to know who I am. If I can just touch him, he's got to be powerful enough. If he's really that awesome, he's got to be powerful enough that if I just touch him, I'll be healed. I don't know about you, but I'm so tired of religion. I'm so tired of church services where all we do is talk about Jesus. All we do is talk about what he can do. We tell his stories like, like as if he never really lived, like he was a fairy tale, or if he was an Abraham Lincoln of the past. Instead of just helping people touch Jesus, I want you to listen to me today. I just don't want to talk about him. I don't want to tell the story like it's 2,000 years old. I want to inspire you by this woman with 12 12 years of bleeding that in just a few moments you'll want to touch Jesus you won't worry about how you sound when you pray you don't want to worry about what people think about you you won't care what, what, what how many tears you cry or if you you know if, if you're at this altar and people think you're a bad person you won't care about any of that because the only thing you'll care about is I've got to touch him because if he's everything he's cracked up to be he already knows who I am. And he already knows what I'm dealing with. And if I can just touch him, I'll be healed. That was the faith that she had. And then the Bible says that she comes in behind the crowd. I mean, I can only use my imagination. What would this be like? A woman that had been bleeding for 12 years. You know she's not strong. You know she probably doesn't have a lot of you know, strength to move people. So she has to start on the outside of this crowd. And the Bible says there were so many people around Jesus that they were just pressing all up on him like as if you were at a football game and they all let out and you were all together in that, in that atrium or that hallway. Just crowds of people and Jesus was right in the middle. And here comes this woman who's been sick and bleeding. And she says, i got to get to the middle of this crowd. And I've got to touch him. I can only use my imagination what had gone through her head as she began to start that, that journey to get around Jesus. I'm sure that as she got to the outskirts of the crowd, she found these people that would be like skeptical. You know, these people that they didn't want to get too close to Jesus, but they just wanted to be on the outskirts. And, and maybe they could see something, but really they just kind of came to make fun of Jesus. And they really didn't believe that Jesus could do anything because, you know, they would really, if they believed, they would be closer. And so they're on the outskirts. 
And I can imagine her walking up to them. And they start talking to her. You know, what did you come here for? You know, we, we don't think he's everything he's crapped up to be. We, we don't think he's really all that. We, what did you come here for? And I can imagine her beginning to say, listen, listen, I, I don't know, but while your arguments, I, I don't understand everything you're trying to say. Maybe there was Jewish scribes there trying to debate the Bible with her. I can imagine her say, listen, 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 I don't care about your arguments. I just want Jesus. And there's some of you here like that today. You're just on the crowd. Maybe you didn't even think anything would happen. You just came here today because you're just kind of skeptical. But down deep inside, you know you need a miracle. You know you need your life to change. But you don't have that much faith yet. You just kind of want to sit back and watch something. And if at the least you kind of want to be entertained. And you almost want it to be proven to you that nothing can happen because then you can go back to your ways and say, See, I tried that and it didn't work. But I just want to tell you something today. If you'll just have faith as a woman... If you'll just have faith to press in today, you will see a miracle for yourself. You can imagine her just beginning to say, listen, I, I didn't come to argue. I'm sorry if, if I'm not going to look dignified, but I got to get past you. I haven't come just to be an observer. I haven't come to be skeptical. I've come to touch him. I need him. I don't have any other hope. I don't have anything else. He's all that I have. Get out of my way. You can just see her say, get out of my way. I've got to touch him. Then as she gets closer to the crowd, she begins to see the seekers. You know, because they do believe in Jesus. And, and there's these seekers that are around Jesus. And they're saying, man, I, I believe in Jesus. And you can imagine them, you know, saying to her, hey, what have you come for? And she says, you know, I, I've come for the issue of blood. And I can't get any better. And then, you know, what did you come for? Well, my marriage is falling apart. I need Jesus. And I've come for my child. But, but you see, these people, they believe that Jesus can do it. But they're not willing to take the next step. You, you can see her begin to talk to these people and go, oh, okay, well, 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 I need a miracle. You need a miracle. Let's go. Well, well I, I don't know. There's people around that I know. And, you know, I know he's a good God. But, you know, if, if, I, if I do this, you know, people might call me a fanatic. And so, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to wait till somebody gets theirs first. You can just imagine these people in Jesus' crowd just kind of saying, you know, I believe, but I, but I want somebody else to get the miracle first. And you might be here today and say, you know, really, man, Pastor, down deep inside, I do need a miracle. Down deep inside, I believe God can do it. But, but, I, but I'm just not willing to come out my seed, and, and I'm just not willing to cry out to God. And, and I don't know about laying hands on me because something embarrassing might happen. But you know what? Do it with somebody first. And you can just see this woman saying, listen, I'm, I don't have time to wait in line. I don't have time for this religious thing to work itself out. Get out my way. I haven't come to impress you. I don't care what it takes. I just want Jesus. I just want Jesus. I haven't come to wait for the five-hour service after the third altar call by the pastor when it's time to go home for the night. I need it now. I need it now. I came waiting all this week. I need my miracle now. You can see her getting hungry in her heart. Just get out my way. I've got to find Jesus. And then the Bible says that these last group of people that were around Jesus were his disciples. Everybody say disciples. Thank you. These are the people who are trained to live like Jesus. These are Jesus' main men. This is his core. This is the foundation of the church. There's Peter, James, John, Andrew, Bartholomew, Thomas. They're all there. 
And you can see her coming up to, to these disciples. And, and she's saying, I, I want to touch him. Peter, Peter, listen, man, I got to touch him. But you can just imagine that these disciples, they're so busy working for Jesus. They're so busy doing crowd control. They're so busy feeding the 5,000. They're so busy making sure that children don't get in the way of Jesus that you could almost see it become like a job for them. That church was like a job, and that Bible studies was like a job. And so they've lost the understanding of really who Jesus is. And so you can almost see them say to this woman, just just wait your turn. Your turn's going to come soon enough. He's got a lot of people to pray for. And you can imagine maybe Thomas, he says, well, we're going to start a line. And then the line's going to start here. And you, you didn't come at the beginning of the line, so you're going to start way at the end. There are sometimes people in the church, including myself, my family, this, this, the leadership here, that we can get so used to working for Jesus and organizing things for Jesus and having worship for Jesus that we forget who Jesus is. We forget who Jesus is. We forget he's a miracle worker, not just for not, not just for the sinners, but he's a miracle worker for Christians. He just doesn't need to heal the marriages of the crack addict. He needs to heal the marriages of those here today. And yet disciples can get so about their business that they can forget what Jesus is really all about. And you can see this woman saying, okay, Peter, well, you know, that, that line thing sounds good, but, uh, but I ain't got time for this line thing. And, and Thomas, maybe we'll do a Bible study next week. I'm cool with that. And, and, and yes, Mark, Mark, we can start doing these things. But I've got to touch Jesus right now. Just get out of my way. I'm sorry. Just excuse me. Excuse me. I've got to touch Jesus. And the Bible says that she fell down. And as she fell... She just reached out for whatever she could hold on to before she hit the ground. She grabbed that cloak. After she pressed by the skeptics who didn't want to do anything but just watch, she passed by the seekers who said, I'll go when, it's, when the water's warm, I'll wait for everybody. And she even passed by the disciples who got so used to working with Jesus instead of serving and loving Jesus. And she touched him. At that moment, she was healed. At that moment, the bleeding stopped. What 12 years could not do with doctors, with all that couldn't be done, she touched Jesus and it stopped. And you see immediately that Jesus himself stops in the middle of the crowd and he says, who touched me? And the disciples, you can see, they're so checked out, they don't even get it. They go, who touched you? You are walking in a crowd, and everybody is touching you. What do you mean, who touched you? But Jesus, he knew the difference. He knew the difference between somebody bumping into him. He knew the difference between somebody rubbing a shoulder against him. And he knew the difference when somebody was reaching out in faith. You see, you can raise your hands and say amen. You can even pretend to come to an altar from time to time. You can even pray at your house. But God knows when you really mean it. God knows when you're not playing games anymore. God knows when you're not doing it for the show. He knows when that touch happens. And it doesn't take a whole lot of religious praying. It doesn't take a big church to make it happen all he needs is one person to touch him in faith and his miracle power will be released 
He touched, this woman touched Jesus. He said, who touched me? And now the woman was afraid because she thought that she might have done something wrong because nobody else was willing to do it. We think that sometimes miracles are the, the exception. Like, wow, there was a miracle today. Miracles should be the norm. And if there's not miracles, we should say there's something wrong. But because no other miracles were happening, that this woman was so radical, she now fears, maybe I did something wrong. Because I didn't want to be at the back of the crowd. And I didn't want to just wait for somebody else. And I didn't want to just be a disciple today and just do things for God. I wanted God himself. Maybe I did something wrong. And she fell down trembling at his feet. Told him the whole truth. And look at what he says to her. He says, daughter, your faith has healed you. Would you stand up on your feet for me today, please? Come on, somebody. He said, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. I don't know about you, but I just want to be in his presence today. I want to do whatever it takes. I don't care who's here, who's not here. I don't care if it's a big problem or a little problem. I want to touch Jesus today. We've, hear, we've heard in this church miracles, lupus being healed. We've seen demons cast out, addictions broken. But it's when people have the faith to say, Jesus, I want to touch you. And I want to share something with you today. It's not just you need to be healed of that one problem. What you don't understand is that you need more than that, and I need more than that. Because he said, daughter, your faith has healed you. But now go in peace and be freed from your suffering. There is a disruption in your life because of that thing, and you can't even understand how many ripples it sends throughout your life. And God is saying, not only am I going to calm the storm, not only am I going to heal you and bring peace, I'm going to stop those ripples. That ripple that comes from your anger to your children, to your children at the school, to how they get along with their friends, to the abuse that you suffered as a little girl that makes you choose the boyfriends that you have, and then they mistreat you and children that you've had out of wedlock with these ripples. They just get going and they seem to never stop. Jesus says, not only am I going to heal you now, but I'm also going to give you peace to your storm and tell you it's over. There's a day that you have to decide that I've had enough and all my hope is in Jesus. I think about the stories that I hear when we go overseas to India and where our missionaries go to Africa. And we ask, do you see miracles there? And they say, yes, we see all these miracles. And we say, why don't we see this in America? And one after another, the missionaries always tell us, you see, because Americans... They don't think they need Jesus. They've got too many ibuprofen in the medicine cabinet, too much health insurance, and too many counselors and psychiatrists and 1-800-900 number psychic. They, they have all of these other options. But when we go out here, they don't have any other option. My friend, today I want to ask you a question. 
I'm not, I'm not going to ask you, do you have a problem in your life? That is obvious. Everyone here has a problem. Everyone here needs a miracle. That's not even my question. That's obvious. You should know already in your heart while I've been preaching what that thing is. But the real question is, is today, Jesus, all you have? Is he all you have today? Because if you're looking to anything else other than Jesus, you're not ready for your miracle. She had to get to the place where she said, I spent everything. And I only have gotten worse. And when she heard of Jesus, she said, that's it. That's my last hope. Let's bow our head and close our eyes. Please thank you for coming tonight. We're going to get ready to pray now. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus for bringing every person here tonight. We pray, Lord, that there will be miracles in this house. God, that right now lives will begin to change that hearts will begin to change in this place. Band, I'm just going to ask that you would come back up and we're going to start to worship. As we begin to worship, I'm going to sense in my heart when it's time to start. And then I'm going to call you to these altars. And I don't care what you're dealing with today. We're going to pray for every single person and we're going to believe God for miracles. Lame men can walk. People can get out of wheelchairs. Blind eyes can open. But I want to prepare your heart right now to seek Jesus. Just begin to seek Jesus in this place. If you don't know how and you're just new at this, just close your eyes and say, Jesus, you're all that I have tonight. I'm not coming just to be a spectator. I'm coming because I need you. I'm coming because I need you. I'm coming, Jesus. You're the only one today for me. Come on, just start to seek him right now. Just start to seek him in this place. God is here. God is in this place. The God that healed this woman with the issue of blood is still here right now. out with your worship today we're preparing a place of miracles see 
Some of you didn't hear about Jesus till you got here, but now you've heard about him. You've got to make a decision. Are you going to go after him like the woman did? Are you going to put it all on the line? You're going to put it all on the line today for Jesus. A few more moments of worship. Just sing your own song if you don't know the words.